the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, a podcast on the internet sponsored by Buckminster Fuller Presents Sex Detectives. My name is Aaron, here with my personal pals Dave. Hey boys. We have Brick. Hello, gentlemen. And of course, calling from Old Ireland, we have Old Irish Nico. Hello. Uh, I think you're forgetting everybody else's, you know, appellates, like young Hawaiian Brick and <laughs> young Hawaiian Brick. let's say middle-aged New York Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> White samurai Dave. <laughs> hey, this is the start of season what is it, season five of Yak Babies? Do we know what number sure. it is? Sure. Yeah. At cool. least. It is season five. Season five. They have varying lengths. I think season four is about two <laughs> yeah. years long. Whenever we feel we need to just like stop and change seasons every time we need a month <laughs> off, is there? Good to see you folks again and back from there. Yeah, but another five season of episodes of Yak Babies. This season begins with an episode about stress. So I had to take a leave of absence recently due to a family emergency. I went home to Texas to do so, which is why we didn't record for a while. And I brought like five or six books with me on this trip. I think I'd be there for quite a while. I would be spending a lot of time in hospital rooms and, and places like that where not doing much and I'd be able to read a lot. So I brought several books and a, a huge stack of comics too. And I read basically none of it. Like I read one chapter of one book, basically. That's about all. And I was going home after the end of this trip thinking like, wow, I packed all these books and didn't fucking touch them in the slightest. It got me thinking about the idea of reading for de-stress, reading to like sort of escape or to get rid of trouble or to sort of temporarily relieve it. And during an incredibly stressful time in my life, I didn't, I barely picked up a book. I spent most of my de-stress time like either watching cartoons on streaming services or like going to the gym or walking around my neighborhood. So I'm wondering about your experiences with reading and de-stressing. Do you read to de-stress? Do you read to relax like that? Or do you read to sort of refocus? Do you find it hard to read when you're stressed? I want to hear what the various babies have to say about this. I thought I read to de-stress, but apparently I don't. I have not finished a single book this summer, which is unheard of. That usually I do most of my reading in the summer and I just can't. I've, I've started a lot of books, but I can't. I just can't focus and I can't hang in there. You know, I'll sit and read for an hour and then the next time I read, I want to read something else and I've just bounced around. And I think I just don't have the head headspace for it. I've spent this summer. You have been reading, but you haven't well, finished going. anything. Yeah, but like not not even like getting close. Like I just, I'll read the first couple chat. The only book, I got one book to talk about when we do What Are We Reading? It's the short stories because I've picked right. at them. But I haven't been able to, to get through because I'm just, you know, I'm not like deadly stressed out. But the last year and a half is like, I, I, th- I spend so much of my time thinking and processing and doing whatever that when I'm not doing that at work, I mean, at this point, all I got it in, all I got in me is, is video games and exercise right now. Right. So I just can't, I, and it's not for lack of trying. I just can't focus. So for you, it's a focus thing. It's like, you can't sort of lose yourself in the story or text or whatever it is, or it just feels like you can't give yourself the time to do that. I don't think it's a time thing. Cause I have the time. I think, you know, usually books are a way for me to have my mind do something else and think about something else. And I'm at a point now where I don't, want to think about something else I want to think about nothing Mm. that's come at the expense of reading because I just can't I don't have I don't have the space for that I can I mean the games I'm playing are not thoughtful ones I just just hit the buttons and and be done and watch the pretty color slash you know that just it sucks so hopefully I didn't forget how to read (laughs) this podcast has changed uh focus to becoming us learning to read again it's like a (laughs) yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be the first one here inspirational podcast Uh, Nico what about you do you experience do you read to de-stress or do you is it something different I mean, I, Does it work? I think the key is not reading or watch TV. It's like what kind of thing you're reading or watching. Like, for instance, hmm. I might not want to read a, a you know, a big heavy book. I, I don't 
if I'm if I'm stressed out or if I don't if I'm basically if I'm not in a really good mood I don't want to read a, a difficult book but I also don't want to like watch a difficult like drama on TV like I mean that's still you know I, I don't think it's the medium it's the it's the amount that you have to focus and go and experience you know because if it's if it's gonna be an intense drama you know you're gonna go through an emotional ringer and that's not something that you want when you're stressed. So so what I would do, I mean, for one thing, I <laughs> listened to exclusively fantasy audiobooks for about four years when I when I got so burnt out from writing. <laughs> and that that kind of throwaway content, I think, is works for me. Or like, t- for instance, not even just like yeah. comedies, but comedies that I've seen before would be the kind of TV that I've that I would go to if I if I needed a break from thinking or comedy movies, something that's easy podcast, you know, something that if you completely do not pay attention, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, it just, it just kind of takes up a little bit of space in the room. It seems like those things also have in common. It's like patterns, mm-hmm. like fantasy novels and sitcoms or TV shows you've seen before are familiar. Even like a new fantasy novel is still like the beats kind of like somewhat familiar mm-hmm. in terms of the genre expectations. So it kind of gives you a sense of just like the lull to the pattern kind of like just have that, be like a background noise as opposed to really sort of thinking about what yeah. am I looking at here and why is it like this? I wonder if, because uh, like I had a couple of books I was really yeah. looking forward to reading this summer and I started them, uh, but I wonder I wonder if I added mm-hmm. to my stress by picking books that I really wanted to read and then like then suddenly I feel I need to, you know, because the only, like I said, the only book that I've mostly gotten through is a short story book, which has been pretty good, but also I picked it up on a lark and I don't actually care about it. And if I don't right. finish it, I'm not going to be disappointed. In each individual you know? story, you can kind of, abandon and it's or, right. or you There's can another oops, one. I yeah. didn't pay attention to that one I'll just move on to the next one it doesn't matter right. like it doesn't yeah so I wonder maybe I need to finish off this summer with one of Nico's approach and just pick up pick up a book I've read before and just but even, just even still it feels like <laughs> if you're stressed it means what something or some things are weighing on your mind and when you're reading your mind has more freedom to roam than it does mm. With other, me- you know, like yeah. even TV, whether you see yeah. it or not. Yeah, I, I don't know. COVID stress is so much different than any other stress. Where like for the mm-hmm. in the beginning, it was constantly thinking, constantly trying to guess what's happening. Now it's just it's just the fucking world is heavy. Everything sucks. Even like an easy day mm-hmm. at, at work has a thousand a thousand things that pop up I got to deal with. And it's now it's not like a thinking stress. It's a I'm right. exhausted mentally stressed and I just don't have the you know it's like I can't get the mm-hmm. words to stick to the, the pages in my brain if you know what I mean yeah definitely no it's that sort of like constant sort of fog of it, it to me it's not even concentration it's more just like well I don't want to I don't want to be doing this I don't want to sit here and do this because I kind of yeah. don't want to be doing anything like it's, everything feels bad to some extent so it's just like well whatever I'm doing is going to feel just need to, whatever turns yeah. you off you know, right. That's it. Well, right. And if you're sitting there in the quiet, right? I mean, think about what that does to you when you're stressed out. If you're looking at a TV show or a movie, then there's some volume around you. There's some noise around you. Yeah. You're being engaged in a different way to kind of like yeah. push right. your like conscious thoughts back a little bit as opposed to bring to the fore. Yeah. The five or six books yeah. that you took to Dallas, were they books you really wanted to read or what was the... What was the nature of them? Yeah, so one of it, one of them was uh, Saunders, the Swimming Pond in the Rain. That I've been mm. been working through. That I still love, and I'm, that's the one book I read one chapter of because um, I was already in it, and I love it. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Thirty three to third about Modern Lovers. I think I mentioned last time that I had started, but haven't finished. A book about jazz. I was interested in, and I mean my comics backlog. I've been looking to to tear into too. So all of it was things I was hoping to read, and and a good variety of like sort of serious. You know, the Saunders is not heavy, but it's like you know 
intellectually demanding, talking about the process of reading and what that means. The comics are the exact opposite of that. They're just like superhero comics for fun. But all of it was like, eh, no, I don't want to look at this. Yeah, even the superhero comics, you couldn't... Yeah, it just didn't seem like what I wanted to do. The one thing that I found, though, that I did with... uh, That was associated with books that did provide stress relief was buying books. So I went to Half Price Books while I was there. My usual... I always go to Half Price Books once when I go home because there's the one near my house that I love. And one day I was like, I just need to go somewhere and not be dealing with, like, family stuff and... You know, I just want to go like do something like mildly fun. So like, took my dad's car, went to Half Price Books, and walked around. And I bought two Ian Fleming, James Bond novels I'd never read before. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun to read those, maybe. I bought some comics, some records, and then brought them home. I was like, great. And then put them in a stack and then didn't touch them and took them back with me to Boston. And they still remain untouched. But just going to the store and buying them was like, oh, cool. I'll have more books to read that I'm not actively reading and will not intend to read when I'm here, which I think says something too. Hey, well, that's that's pretty common. That's, I mean, retail therapy is a, is a thing yeah. that a lot of people It was like this do. aspirational version of a reader that I'm currently not. It was like, oh, this person who loves to read will love reading these books. And I was like, yeah. I hope he shows back up again because right now it's just like watching super yeah. fans cartoons on loop. How about the aspirational right. reader you've never been? That's another <laughs> potential, uh, <laughs> like the books you buy where it feels like, you know, I would like to see somebody noticing me read this book. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We should do like a bookshelf audit, all of us an episode and just like, look at the books. Like these are the books I'm probably not going to read ever that I still own and, and can't get rid of it. Just like try to try to cope with it. That'd be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a long <laughs> Dave, you didn't did. So do you read a de-stress Dave or is that something that, no, I like the idea of imagining myself as such a person, but I'm not capable of doing it. Yeah. Like Brick, you were saying all last summer. Mm. I mean, I remember I didn't read a book from, I don't know, April through maybe July or August. And then finally, when I did, Nico was, I reread some Vonnegut books that I had read several times in the past. So it was going back to the familiar that kind of got me back into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know if it helped me de-stress much, but... Watership Down, here I come. <laughs> yeah. Is that a comfort book for you, Watership Down? I can see that. For Calvin and Hobbes? I don't know, man. I've, 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 I've tried Calvin and Hobbes a few times this summer, and that's another one. I think that's become such a thing in my head where I want to read all of it that I just get... And you let that go. That's it's part of it. Yeah. That's a heavy lift, yeah. It's also a heavy book. <laughs> <laughs> Bring down the hammock. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not super hammock friendly. That book weighs, there's three of them, they weigh like 45 pounds each. So. That's your exercise, is just lifting the volumes of Calvin and Hobbes. That's a, that's a lay, lay it out on the floor, lay down right. kind of book. One thing I did enjoy reading this summer, when I was at home, I was still teaching my summer courses, and I was reading my stories from my fiction workshop class I taught, the stories that I assigned, and the stories that the students wrote. And going back to the ones that I assigned was really fun, so I would read those to make sure I knew what I was talking about before I would, you know, put a discussion post up about them, whatever. And that was really great. I really had fun reading those. Yours? The ones I picked, yeah. So no, I mean, was yours one of them? Yours? Oh no, <laughs> no, too close to the bone. That's <laughs> would never. But pet milk was certainly. Mm. That was the last one I had them read. They really did. They they responded really positively to it, which was great. I'm always a bit unsure of a setting that story because I'm not sure how students are going to take to it. But they really seem to like it. But that was nice. It was a good sort of like selection of short stories and it was a good reminder of like why I like writing in the first place. And I was like, oh good, I should try and do this sometime soon because I do enjoy it. So that was kind of a de-stressor, even though it was tied to work, which is stressful. It was somewhat soothing to have that like aesthetic experience again, which was nice. You read them because you kind of had to. Just to make sure. Like you want to yeah. be able to like recall specific details and when you're talking to students about it not be like oh yeah what was the character's name again like what's it about then you seem like you're just like faking it which i guess i kind of am anyway (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so if you don't read to de-stress, what are some things that you have found that are successful that help you sort of de-stress in these times? So Brick, you mentioned exercise. What else? Exercise and video games, video games. and cooking. Cooking, too. That's nice. Yeah. Nico, what about you? But video games is my main one. I think if I'm alone or else, uh, Kathleen and I have our list of trash tv shows that we like to watch totally yeah dave yeah tv walking slash running jerking off (laughs) (laughs) classics all at once (laughs) you don't combine those dude really confuses the fitbit Well, listeners, tell us what you do to de-stress. <laughs> uh, tell us, if, if you read de-stress, let us know. We want to hear about that. Does it reading provide sort of a comfort for you in turbulent waters, or is it more something you kind of uh, wait for when you have a bit more sort of peace of mind where you can sort of really relax and enjoy things you're reading? And if not, what do you do to de-stress during these times? What's what's sort of letting you have some some peace or some quiet and sort of a difficult situation that we're all in? Let us know at Yakbabies on Twitter. And of course, email us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com with those thoughts and ideas. You can also rate and review it on iTunes I think or somewhere like that podcast app whatever it is I don't know it's out there somewhere give us five stars because we're five star people and yaks. then yeah we're five star yaks five yak yaks and then uh, find us on Patreon patreon.com slash yakbabies is where our secret podcast is Lots of bonus episodes. There's games going on there. There's drafts. We've been drawing from the bonus camp lately in the main feed uh, as we were on our hiatus. And there's some gems in there for sure. So if you like any of that kind of stuff, there's much more waiting for you on Patreon. Patreon vault's pretty deep at this yeah. point. So $1 gets you about 200 bonuses that are about as funny as thinking about Dave Jack and all. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you're into. It's it's there for a dollar. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> There's been a lot of discussion of that for sure, among other things. So yeah, check it out there. For $1 a month, you can get that's all you need to get access to all that stuff. You get everything for that $1, so, so check that out. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all their loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael. Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.